0: Hi, good evening. This is Caleb Arn with the Walk with God podcast. Tonight we're going to go over what were the Mosaic laws against stealing, theft, uh, against uh, and what did Solomon say about um, the experiences of a, a harlot's behavior and his wisdom against that. What were some things that were supposed to be the signs before Jesus' second coming? These are all things we're going to study tonight in the Word of God. Before we get into that, Let's uh, go ahead and open with a word of prayer, then we'll study, um, jump right into the book of Psalms, Psalm 29. Heavenly Father, please bless our study tonight. Please help us to grow in your truth and in your word. Help us to study your word well, Lord. Please speak to our hearts and to our minds. Help us to see your message that you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're going to start with Psalm 29 tonight. Psalm 29, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to that psalm. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forests. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. There we see them celebrating the voice of the Lord, them recognizing the power of the voice of the Lord in his words and how strong and mighty they are. We uh, As you look back and you think back about, about our, our study yesterday of the Lord speaking in Exodus chapter 20 and uh, the end of chapter 19, it's Him speaking from Mount Sinai and just thinking of Psalm 29 there, and that's recording of the voice of the Lord. And then understanding the power of the voice of the Lord coming down from Mount Sinai, speaking unto the people, and them hearing the thundering and the power of the voice of the Lord. Just really gives some new flavor, some new color, some new perspective to it. Now, if you will, please turn with me to Exodus chapter 22. Exodus chapter 22, we're going to read from uh, <clears throat> sorry, chapter 21, verse 22, through chapter 23, verse 13 chapter 21, verse 22, and it says, If men strive and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. And if a man smite the eye of his servant or the eye of his maid that it perish, he shall let him go free for his eye's sake. And if he smite out his manservant's tooth or his maidservant's tooth, he shall let him go free for his tooth's sake. If an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, then the ox shall surely be uh, stoned and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be quit. But if the ox were wont to push with his horn in in time past, and it hath been testified to his owner, and he hath not kept men, but that he hath killed a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and his owner also shall be put to death. If there be laid on him a sum of money, then he shall give for the ransom of his life whatsoever is laid upon him. Whether he have gored a son, or have gored a daughter, according to this judgment shall it be done unto him. If the ox shall push a manservant or a maidservant, he shall give unto their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. And if a man shall open a pit, or if a man shall dig a pit, and not cover it, and an ox or an ass fall therein, the owner of the pit shall make it good, and give money unto the owner of them, and the dead beast shall be his. And if one man's ox hurt another's that he die, then they shall sell the live ox, and divide the money of it, and the dead ox also they shall divide. Or if it be known that the ox hath used to push in time past, and his owner hath not kept him in, he shall surely pay ox for ox, and the dead shall be his own. Chapter 22. If a man shall steal an ox or a sheep, and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox, and four sheep for a sheep. If a thief be found breaking up, and be smitten that he die, there shall no blood be shed for him. If the sun be risen upon him, there shall be blood shed for him, for he should make full restitution. If he have nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. If the theft be certainly found in his hand alive, whether it be ox or ass or sheep, he shall restore double. If a man shall cause a field or vineyard to be eaten, and shall put in his beast, and shall feed in another man's field, of the best of his own field, and of the best of his own vineyard shall he make restitution." If fire break out, and catch in thorns, so that the stacks of corn, or the standing corn, or the field be consumed therewith, he that kindleth the fire shall surely make restitution. If a man <clears throat> excuse me If a man shall deliver unto his neighbour money or stuff to keep, and it be stolen out of the man's house, if the thief be found, let him pay double, if the thief be not found, then the master of the house shall be brought unto the judges to see whether he have put his hand unto his neighbor's goods. For all manner of trespass, whether it be for ox, for ass, for sheep, for raiment, or for any manner of lost thing, which another challengeth to be his, the cause of both parties shall be, uh, shall come before the judges, and whom the judges shall condemn, he shall pay double unto his neighbor." If a man deliver unto his neighbor an ass or an ox or a sheep or any beast to keep and it die or be hurt or driven away, no man seeing it, then shall an oath of the Lord be between them both, that he hath not put his hand unto his neighbor's goods, and the owner of it shall accept thereof, and he shall not make it good. And if it be stolen from him, he shall make restitution unto the owner thereof. If it be torn in pieces, then let him bring it for a witness, and he shall not make good that which was torn." And if a man borrow aught of his neighbor, and it be hurt or die, the owner thereof being not with it, he shall surely make it good. But if the owner thereof be with it, he shall not make it good, if it be an hired thing, it came for his hire. And if a man entice a maid that is not betrothed, and lie with her, he shall surely endow her to be his wife. If her father utterly refuse to give her unto him, he shall pay money according to the dowry of virgins." Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. He that sacrificeth unto any god, save unto the Lord only, he shall utterly be destroyed. Thou shalt neither vex a stranger, nor oppress him, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry, and my wrath shall wax hot. And I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall be widows, and your children fatherless. If thou lend, <coughs> excuse me. If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be to him an usurer. Neither shalt thou lay upon him any uh, usury. If thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment to pledge, thou shalt deliver it unto him by that the sun goeth down, for that is his covering only. It is his raiment for his skin. Wherein shall he sleep? And it shall come to pass, when he crieth unto me, that I will hear, for I am gracious. Thou shalt not revile the gods, nor curse the ruler of thy people. Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits, and of thy thy liquors. The firstborn of thy sons shalt thou give unto me. Likewise shalt thou do with thine oxen, and with thy sheep. Seven days it shall be with his dam. On the eighth day thou shalt give it to me. And ye shall be holy men unto me. Neither shall ye eat any flesh that is torn of beasts in the field. Ye shall cast it to the dogs. Chapter 23. Thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to wrest judgment. Neither shalt thou con- uh, countenance a poor man in his, in his cause if thou meet thine enemy's ox or his ass going astray, thou shalt surely bring it back to him again. If thou see the ass of him that hateth thee lying under his burden, and wouldest forbear to help him, thou shalt surely help with him. Thou shalt not rest the judgment of thy poor in his cause. Keep thee far from a false matter, and the innocent and righteous slay thou not, for I will not justify the wicked." And thou shalt take no gift, for the gift blindeth the wise, and perverteth the words of the righteous. Also thou shalt not oppress a stranger, for ye know the heart of a stranger, seeing ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. In six years thou shalt sow thy land, and shalt gather in the fruits thereof. But the seventh year thou shalt let it rest, and lie still, that the poor of thy people may eat, and what they leave the beasts of the field shall eat. In like manner thou shalt deal with thy vineyard and with thy olive yard. Excuse me. Six days thou shalt do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest, that thine ox and thine ass may rest, and the son of thy handmaid and the stranger may be refreshed. And in all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect, and make no mention of the name of other gods, neither let it be heard out of thy mouth. Here we we see different laws regarding theft, regarding damages, regarding trespasses, regarding borrowing of neighbors, regarding um, different laws and ordinances uh, of slander, of justice, of things that, um, of raising a a good report or a false report of doing right and doing good and doing well in judging and uh, not bearing false witness against uh, your neighbor and doing unto your neighbor all these good things and not doing unto them evil things. If man were good, just truly good from the bottom of his heart and not sinful and not having these evil or wicked mischief or desires, then we wouldn't need these, but they were given because they were needed and they are needed, especially when Israel was going into this land that was surrounded with all these people that had such uh, wicked um, acts and habits and um, worships of gods that were of nature of like sexual um, service or, or sexual worship, where they had um, temple priestesses that were also um, that were also um, like harlots and, and temple priestesses that were prostitutes at the same time and if we God was preparing Israel to go into the land with all the laws and all the ordinances that they needed to live right before the Lord and not live wrongly and if they listened to him then they would have done well but sadly we'll see later in uh, the books of the Bible that they did not listen Excuse me. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 7, please. Proverbs chapter 7. We're going to read verses 6 through 23. Please excuse me as I take a a drink of water to um, try to calm my cough a little bit. Uh, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, And he went the way to her house, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman, with the entire of an harlot, and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. Now is she she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. So she caught him, and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, i have peace offerings with me this day have i paid my vows therefore came i forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face and i have found thee i have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry with carved works and with fine linen of egypt i have perfumed my bed with myrrh aloes and cinnamon Come, let us take our fill of love unto the morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. He is gone a long journey. He hath taken a bag of money with him, and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips she forced him. He goeth after her straightway, as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Here we see the warning and the instruction that Solomon is trying to give to the reader. And I think in. Uh, I wonder sometimes if Solomon was writing of these words and thinking of maybe his son, Rehoboam, or thinking of some other youth that he knew, that as he looked through the uh, window of his house, through his casement, he says, Behold, among the simple ones, ones that did not know any better, maybe ones that were ignorant, I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding, passing through the street, going directly to the... These corners or these areas where this woman with the attire of an harlot, this woman that was an adulteress, was waiting for him, seeking for him or for somebody, and saying that, uh, and him warning, someone trying to warn with her much fair speech, she calls to me, with flattering of her lips, and he goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter. So what we can learn from this is we can learn, don't yield to the flattering of lips. Don't yield to fair speech. Don't let that trick you or fool you. Be not deceived by this, even when it, it's something that you may have the lust of the flesh that is desiring it or the lust of the eyes or something that is pulling you or drawing you away from God. Listen to the wisdom, the knowledge, the instruction of the Lord, and avoid fornication, avoid these things that will trap you and that causes such destruction in not only your life, but the lives of so many others and the destruction of so many marriages as well. Now, if you will, please turn with me to the book of Matthew. We're going to study something that's going to take a little bit longer tonight, but this is something that's so important. These are some of the signs of the Lord's second coming to the earth. Matthew chapter twenty four. And Jesus went out, and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these things are the beginning All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved." And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, but pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days be, should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for thou shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they should uh, deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not." For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the car- the carcasses, there will the eagles be gathered together. <clears throat> so here we see, at, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> once again, here we see Jesus comes out and they're departing from the temple and his disciples are all... Looking at all these temples and all these things, which must have looked amazing with all this, diff, this giant and great stonework and all these different structures and um, all the, the gold and all the, the jewels and all the things on the inside that must have made it look so well. And then Jesus said unto them, his first prophecy, all these stones will be cast down. There shall not Be left here one stone upon another. This was fulfilled in 70 AD when the Romans destroyed the temple and pulled the stones apart, trying to seek after uh, the rumors of what they thought were gold that were melted in between the stones. But here we see that then uh, the disciples ask him three different questions Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? and of the end of the world. So we have three different things that Jesus is going to talk to his disciples to answer their questions about, is when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And so Jesus and the rest of the uh, beginning of this chapter is answering these questions. And so the first one, take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so um, he's preparing the disciples, explaining parts of this at first. And so um, saying, don't let anybody deceive you. Um, people are going to come in my name. They're going to deceive many. You're going to hear about wars. You're going to hear about nations. And you're also going to hear about things happening with the earth, famines and pestilences and earthquakes. And so those are all things that you're going to hear. And those are all the beginning of the sorrows. And then you'll uh, be afflicted. You'll suffer persecution. You'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So uh, this is beginning to correspond directly with the first century when Uh, The book of James was written when Paul was on some of his missionary journeys, and when uh, a lot of the disciples were fleeing from Judea and from Israel and going into all these different parts of the world, and then they were hated of all all nations for my name's sake. Everywhere they were going, they were being persecuted and facing trouble, and uh, having difficulty, even getting a job, and making a living for their families, and shall betray one another, and shall, uh, then many, shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. So, uh, what shall be the sign of thy coming then? So, after Jesus talks about these, and about the uh, iniquity abounding, the love of many waxed waxing cold, which is a problem that we're still having, especially in America to this day, but this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So one of the first signs of the end of the world that he's also answering is that uh, this gospel of the king shall be preached in all the world for a witness, Okay, then he moves on to the next point. When ye shall therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place. So some thought that this was talking about possibly um, Antiochus third and how he sacrificed a pig on the altar in, uh, I think I think there was 300 or 200 between that time period, a, uh, BC, but this was not, this is talking about when and we'll get into this a little bit later into prophecy with uh, looking at the book of Daniel. And, but this is speaking about Daniel the prophet talking about the Antichrist standing in the temple of uh, Jerusalem declaring himself to be God. And this is the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. And then uh, he's talking about and he's warning people um, to flee those which are them, which are in Judea, flee into the mountains, run, because this is going to be a time of great persecution that is coming to the Jews, to those that are in Jerusalem. Then he's also talking about, then, uh, for there shall also arise false Christs and false prophets. And if a man shall say, lo, here is Christ or there, believe it not. So he's directly answering their next question. And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And he's saying, it's not this. People are not going to be saying, people will be saying that here's Christ or here's Christ or he's over here or he's in this nation or he's in this desert or he's in this secret place. But don't believe any of them because that's not how I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back as the lightning. Verse 27, first, the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. These are some of the signs that we can look for. These are some of the things that we should be looking for. And uh, so he answers both the first two of the questions. And tomorrow we might get into looking at the rest of the chapter and seeing what else he talks to his disciples and prophesies about. It's been an awesome and an amazing time studying with you tonight. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I know it's It always is a blessing to me. Thank you for tuning in tonight to the Walk With God podcast. And we'll see you tomorrow with the next episode. God bless you. Uh, Please, if you enjoyed tonight's episode, please leave a, a comment or a thumbs up and a like. God bless you. See you tomorrow.